You are listening to KGPC Oakland, 96.9 on your FM dial, and streaming worldwide 24 hours a day at kgpc969.org. This is Here is Where We Meet, Episode 7. Here is Where We Meet is a monthly sonic celebration of Lake Merritt, a long-form audio documentary project around the lake and about Oakland, California. We weave together field recordings and interviews conducted in and around the lake. And in this episode, we will hear from Katie Noonan, who is with the Rotary Nature Center, actually the friends of the Rotary Nature Center. We will hear from a group of naval veterans who were stationed in Alameda in the late 80s. They recently had their 30-year anniversary here in the Bay Area. And we will hear from Christy Whitman, who is a member of the Dahlia Society, who gardens at the gardens in Lake Merritt, a volunteer gardener. What you're hearing now is a boating class at the boating center. So enjoy the sounds.
So I'm Katie Noonan. I'm with uh, the Rotary Nature Center Friends, and I'm uh, really passionate about um, natural history here at Lake Merritt, and I'm especially interested in um, the Rotary Nature Center as a place where people can learn about the lake and about nature. We're having a table here today uh, to uh, publicize and to just let people know about the American white pelicans, which are here uh, for the summer to uh, rest and recuperate after their breeding season um, at inland freshwater lakes. So they come in here, um, they first started to trickle in in late May, they came in um, and they uh, take advantage of all of the fish that are here at Lake Merritt. They're primarily fish eaters and there's a lot of fish right now in the lake. Uh, thanks to all the rich nutrients that the uh, city of Oakland provides. There's, um, it's a really a good habitat for them, protected from any predators they might have. Right now, a lot of them are hanging out on one of the bird islands. So if you walk past the nature center and you don't see any pelicans, it's not because they're not here, but they're probably just what they call loafing um, out on the pelican island. There were, um, I believe, over 20 in the last one of the last counts and so they um, are in a tight little group and they kind of um, scare up the fish together and then they get in there and gulp up a big mouthful of water and fish their um, pouch that they have is used to, to capture a bunch of fish and water and then strain it out so they don't really carry stuff around in their pouch like people uh, sometimes think and they're quite different from the uh, brown pelicans that are also here in that they don't do plunge diving. They don't have these really exciting plunges into the water after a fish. But they're more social and a little more low-key in that way. Their, um, their migratory season can be a little complicated. Um, there's a population that breeds up in um, southeastern Oregon in Klamath Falls area and there's a huge breeding colony there. Um, the rescue pelican that lives here year-round, uh, who's a female called Hank, was actually um, transmitted, transferred from uh, Klamath Falls to, um, Lake, to the Lake Merritt area because the Nature Center had a uh, feeding program in place back in the 2000s when she came here. And she, so she's been here really 15, 16 years. Um, and she's fed fish in the wintertime uh, when the other birds have left. They, the other birds come usually in May, early June, and then they leave in October or November. And then uh, Hank is kind, Hank is a female who lives here. She's kind of lonely, but uh, she spends more time in the yard in the wintertime than she does now. Um, so we have a, a cool video of her and her friends hanging out and then they all take off, but Hank doesn't because Hank can't fly. She was a she had an accident as a young bird, uh, probably involving some an electrical line that caused uh, her not to be able to fly. The wildlife uh, sanctuary here is more important than ever. Um, many of the birds that are migrate here are threatened in other areas of the country where they spend the winter or the summer, whatever it is. And uh, even here in Oakland, people are covering more and more of the territory. There's less and less space for nature. 
and yet we're all dependent on nature, so it's real important for us to understand where we fit in to the bigger picture. And um, that was the original purpose of the Nature Center, to bring nature and people together. And when we were thinking about climate change, about um, uh, the impact of um, extinction of species caused by human impacts besides climate, all that stuff is um, going to affect all of us in the future. So we really need to uh, appreciate, number one, and then uh, take care of our natural surroundings. And the Nature Center can help us do that. Lakeside Park is really important for Oakland. Oaklanders of all ages, people from all parts of Oakland come here to relax, to just to, um, just to hang out with their friends. It's where we, we confront and we work through a lot of, of issues of living together right here by the lake. And certainly the peaceful um, wildlife refuge here kind of helps that situation. Um, it's also an issue of equity, I feel, to take care of this place because um, there, when you think about it, there are not that many programs that are available on a casual basis for all the people of Oakland to come and learn about and, and enjoy nature all around us. Um, there's been really a loss of science and science education in um, centers and institutions available for very little money to people. And the Nature Center served that purpose for 60 years. I think it should continue to serve that purpose. It's an equity issue. I, I do think that um, new people coming to Oakland that um, are not really familiar with the lake and its seasons and um, how, you know, the geese and all that sort of thing, um, they could have, not unwittingly, have um, an impact on uh, how we take care of the lake in a, maybe not as positive a way. But I think um, that, you know, the park here really does belong to the people of Oakland. And, and I think that um, we're learning through our interactions here how to live together better. But, um, you know, I think there's, there, people are working together on the trash program problems, on, um, you know, on other problems that we have here. Still, it's a darn beautiful lake and a beautiful environment for everybody to enjoy.
Yeah, first of all, my name is uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Anton Burns. I'm from uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, we're in Oakland, California at Lake Merritt. And this is our 30-year reunion from the USS Carl Benson, who was stationed in Alameda. It's an aircraft carrier. And uh, a lot of our shipmates, we hold a, uh, a, uh, a reunion every two years. And uh, this year it's in Oakland, and we went back to our home base in Alameda and uh, had our ceremonies and our banquet and everything there. And uh, about 20 of our shipmates showed up and had a good turnout and everything. And, uh, and uh, that just, we, just, we just come out here just to, just to support the flag, come out here to Lake Merritt, enjoy ourselves, have a good time. This is a place that we came, most of us, most of us guys came here when we was like 18 years old. And most of us are almost 50 now, or 50, you know. Yes, I'm Richard Odom. I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. And you know, we've been out here since 88. We came out here in 88, from 88 to 92 in the Bay Area. And you know, we had lots of fun here, enjoyed ourselves. And so we wanted to come back here and enjoy ourselves this reunion back where it all started, you know. And so we just came out here and enjoy ourselves and have a good time. My name is uh, A.C. Robinson, U.S. Navy Chief, 22 years. Uh, Oakland is like my second home. I touched down here in December 1988. I love Lake Merritt. That's where I'm sitting at. We out here flying the flag because that flag shows freedom. And I don't want to hear nothing about that minority and that illegal immigrant stuff. The immigrants helped build this country. And I'm flying that flag and they've been standing out there taking pictures. And I love it. Because if you're smart, you know immigrants help build this country to where it's at. So you in Mexico, come on over. You in China, come on over. You in Puerto Rico, anywhere, come on over. Because they help build this country, just like us African-Americans. Any railroad tracks you see, anything you see in this country, the minorities built it, helped build it. That's why I'm here. I'm flying that flag, and that flag means something to me. It means freedom. We had to take it from the British. Now, guess who we about to take it from? Donald Trump. Hallelujah, <laughs> uh, My name's Jason Konevsky. Um, I'm from the suburbs of the Bay Area, East Bay. And then I came out here, had a girlfriend, nice girlfriend, went to UC Berkeley, and I came out here to Oakland. And then I met all these guys, all these great guys from that base, Alameda base. And then we, every day, we would hang out, party, have a great time talking, drinking, uh, enjoying our lives for years and years uh, in the lake. And uh, to this day, we kept most of us kept in touch, you know, and then we were just we're brothers, but from 20, 30 years back, we just had a great time and wild, wild a lot, a lot of, a lot of crazy stories, you know, but we had a great time. It was, it was uh, unbelievable and, and uh, kind of the, the military and everything brought us all together, you know, out here in the East Bay.
Yeah, in the late 80s, uh, Oakland was very fine. Fuck, Oakland's very fine. It was a bunch of, uh, they, they, they allowed cruising to come around at the time. And uh, Oakland was a very fun place. It was very fun. But as we know, the, uh, the, the, uh, the program they enhanced now is taking over. It's gentrification. And it's where they're forcing all the original people who live here out. And people's money, the tech guys, everybody's coming in and buying up all this property and forcing everybody out of here. And uh, that made, they brought on a lot of significant changes. You know, uh, the culture change, you know, just like I heard a disturbing story just last week, and it happened some time ago, but a friend of mine brought to my attention. Uh, a church, a black Baptist church in West Oakland, the choir was singing. The next door neighbors down the street, the choir from the church bothered them, and they called the police. That's really absurd. They really bothered me. And that's just a cultural change, you know, that's happening. That's what brings on justification. The housing, the tent city. When I was here, the homeless were mentally ill and people who were just drug addicts, most of them were homeless. Now it's not that case. Right now, all up and down Martin Luther King and back in the West Oakland area, those people are families. Those are families with jobs that's homeless. There's a, there's a problem. There's a problem. Out toward 88th, 95th, going out toward East Oakland, East, East 14th International Boulevard. Along the railroad tracks there. Along the railroad tracks there, that place used to be very, very, it was, it was bad. Like in the 80s, a bunch of drug, the crack epidemic hit and ripped that part of the city apart, ripped the whole city apart. And it eroded a lot of parts of the city. Right now, you can go down there at one in the morning and you will see, and you will see a pregnant Caucasian lady jogging or walking her baby on 95th on East 14th. I was like, wow, I was blown away. But that's just the culture changes that, that take place, you know. And people are fleeing out to Antioch and Pittsburgh and all those other, uh, those other outer suburban areas. And Oakland is really a beautiful city. I've loved Oakland. I've always had loved Oakland since I came here in, 18, in 1988 and I was 18 years old. And uh, like I say, uh, the cultural change, it is what it is. You know, uh, with it getting the better, I don't, I, don't I don't see it no time soon. The housing boom is outrageous, you know. These people are paying $2,000 for one bedroom apartment. 2500 don't even have a parking place that's crazy that's absurd you know i live in i live in i live in i'm in new orleans right now i go to attend the tulane university to get my phd and uh and my home where i live my house is twice the size and my my mortgage is 985 dollars. i have a three bedroom two bath big yard everything nice you can live comfortable here people love this place they love this weather but they every day is a struggle I got a friend of mine who's a doctor. You know, he's a surgeon over in uh, San Francisco. And he just bought a brand new condo. And he's bragging about how much of a deal he got. I said, well, Herbert, how much you pay for it? $3 million, two bedroom, one bathroom. But he, 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 talk, he thought he had a deal. It's insane, it's really ridiculous, and it's not fair. The housing boom, everybody is not a techie. Everybody is not, don't, every, people have everyday jobs. People are plumbers, people are uh, uh, construction workers. You know, and they have a, there's a decent wage out here, but the decent wage is, is, is raised to where they can get by. You know, you need, to do, you need to do more than normally get by. You need to be able to take your family on vacation, buy Christmas presents for your kids. Everything is connected. Everything is a system. Things have to grow in order to keep this whole rotation going around in a circle. You know what I mean? If people are unhappy and they can't do the things they want, they're not going to perform their job. So the productivity of the job is gonna is gonna level, you know what I mean? So everything has a purpose in life, you know. And here it's just gonna stagnate. And I wish it would get better, because if it did, I would move back, you know. I would move back in a heartbeat. I love the Bay Area. 
right now in New Orleans, we stand here talking, we both be dripping in sweat right now, you know. But this, this is Mediterranean weather the Bay Area puts out, I love it. This is my second, like my friend Ace said, this is my friend. I've been here a long time, you know. My son was born here, I married my first wife here, I turned 21 in this town, you know. And I just shame, I say, hey, it's productive and it's beautiful, you know, how they're doing things, but the people are suffering. I touched down in Alameda, December 15th. 1988 and I did not see no racism because you know why the military was right there NES Alameda USS Enterprise USS Corn Vincent USS Samuel Gump look when we was there didn't see no racism you know and, and why? from Louisiana. So Louisiana, they got all that stuff going on. No. No racism when you see it. No. Because they knew the military has an effect. We shut stuff down. I'm retired. I've been retired by 10 years. But it has an effect. And, uh... When Bill Clinton shut these bases down, yeah. that's when the racism woke up. Yeah. Because it's like, uh -huh. it brings that diversity, because you get on a ship, and it's like, we're not black, white anymore. We're, we're, we're together, you know? It, it, and in people that were racist, once you start dealing with people of different races, the racism goes down, because you, yeah. you, you know people as 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 your brother, and, and when you first get on a ship, it's not like that because everyone's has their friends. White white, they have white friends. Black, they have black friends. And then you get to you get together in the military, and that brings. And then when other people see that, they're gonna be like, oh wow, people are mixing, you know. And and the problem is a a lot now. It's not so mixed as it was. It got worse because of what she did barbecue Becky and stuff like that it's become hey, more separate nice. black people with black people white people with, uh, white people if I date a black woman I'm a white guy in Oakland it's gonna be some it could be some drama I have to go to Sacramento or go to San Jose it's gonna be some drama around here we we used to be out here every day over yeah. there over there everywhere hey everywhere Look, everywhere out here on the lake. And this is my brother from another mother. He a white boy. But hey, we, we didn't see no racism back there. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. See, this is how your life is supposed to be. Your life is just supposed to be free. Because you don't know when your day coming. I can't go to the grave with no nothing on my conscience. You gotta be free. Look, you got to be free. We used to throw parties in the house. Yeah. 
right over here. I can't remember the address, but it's right by the one, over, right next to on, On's One Fourth Burger over here on the lake. And we used to throw these parties and all the guys would come over from the Navy and they would make a drink called Mojo. Yeah. And the Mojo had every, had, oh yeah, had all the fruit juices, all 20 different kind of liquors. And then we had the, the music going and the women and it was party all night long. And then AC, my friend, would come over every afternoon and we would party all day. And then we, at night, on Wednesday night, we would go to the clubs. Tuesday night, Thursday night, Alameda had some of the best clubs. Yeah. They had clubs in Oakland. Dragon Palace. At, at, at Dragon Palace. They had all these great places to go back in the 80s. And we didn't see racism. No. Yeah. But long as, look, low the military was in the bay, it wasn't nothing but peace.
My name is Christy Whitfield. I live in Oakland, right at the lake, and I've lived in Oakland for over 25 years. About four years ago, I uh, joined the San Leandro Dahlia Society in hopes of finding some public garden space that I could grow dahlias because I had wanted to do that for many, many years, but because I live in an apartment, I'd never had any space that had enough sunshine or um, soil so I could grow dahlias, which are sun-loving plants that need to be outdoors. I'm here about twice a week, three times a week, taking care of the plants. I have to wash the, wash the plants, fertilize them, take off the dead um, flowers, uh, remove the extra buds because they overproduce flowers and we want nice, big, well-formed flowers, and so I take off about 75% of the buds. It's actually a, a year-round kind of a project as well because um, once the dahlias are finished blooming, we let them uh, kind of rest a little bit in the ground and they form tubers, which are the potato-like roots that we then um, dig up. We dig those up in November, December, and January. And then to get a head start on next year, we'll take some of those tubers and put them in soil with heaters and start cutting sprouts off those and rooting those for the plants for next year. And those we, get, we end up selling at our annual um, root and plant sale that we hold at the end of April. And then most of the dahlias will start planting April and May for the, you know, for the next summer. So it's really nice to have a space in a public park because you feel like number one, that you're contributing to the city, the beautification of the city, which is important to me. Um, I feel like the city's giving me something by having access to the land, and then I'm giving back to the city by producing a nice, pretty garden that a lot of people enjoy. It's also nice to work here and have people come by and appreciate the flowers and um, just enjoy the beauty of them. And, and a lot of people want to grow them themselves and just having access to the information. Yeah, that's it. As part of the um, being a volunteer here, I am part of what they call the adopt a spot program through the city of Oakland and anyone can adopt a spot but I've adopted this spot inside a public place some people adopt drains other people adopt traffic medians or whatever where they beautify it or keep it clean or whatever like that and every year they have a volunteer appreciation dinner for the people who are part of that and other volunteer events and um, every year they have a giveaway where they uh, give a ticket to everyone who who is a volunteer and signs up, you know, who comes to the dinner and you can put your ticket in for warriors tickets or different kinds of like kayaking or whitewater rafting or different kinds of cultural events. And then there's always, or at least as long as I've been here, there's been a, a donation by waste management of compost. And I always put my ticket into the compost uh, folder. And it's not a popular prize because I'm usually the only one that puts in for it. And so every year, so far, I've won the compost that they give away. And this year, I was fortunate because I, they actually gave me two tickets, and I got two loads of compost and um, was able to go down to San Leandro, pick it up, and get it. Um, some of the workers here helped me get it all spread out, so that was cool. I think uh, Lake Merritt should be a space for all the people in Oakland and, and people who want to gather here. One of my concerns is that we don't have the public works staff needed to keep everything clean and to maintain all of the plants and it's it's fragile and what I've noticed in the past year is more people have come and have been really enjoying the lake which is great um, is that we've had a lot more uh, just wear and tear on the lake
and the, the grass, the trees. Um, I was walking down past some trees the other day that had a whole pile of spent barbecue coals on them, so I know that that tree's probably gonna die soon because they can't sustain that. Um, so I wish there was a way to have more resources to maintain the infrastructure at the park of the plants and just keeping it you know, garbage free and maintaining the lawns and um, all of that. And also if there was better options for parking and bathrooms for all these people gathering. Um, this is something that I've uh, contacted the city about you know, over the year to try to get more resources in to help with, um, you know, maintaining this um, as more people come and use it. And I think that should be a bigger priority for the city. This is Here's Where We Meet, a monthly sonic celebration of Lake Merritt. We weave together interviews and field recordings done in and around the lake. And tonight you've been hearing Christy Whitman, who is a volunteer member of the Dahlia Society at the Lake Merritt Gardens. You've been hearing a group of naval veterans stationed in Alameda 30 years ago who were gathered around the lake and you heard from Katie Noonan who is um, a member of the Friends of the Nature Rotary Center who is advocating for the pelicans at Lake Merritt you can listen to the archives of this program on our website at kgpc969.org slash here h-e-r-e and you can find all the archives for the other fine programs here on the station as well uh, thank you for listening Thank you.